Hey guys, Nate here from the Community Garden Podcast. So, before you listen to this episode, I just wanted to preface and say that we recorded this episode before we had a good mic, and before we had really nailed the format of the show. So, while I think it's still a good conversation and an interesting episode, the quality just might not be the best. That said, I hope you still enjoy it, and enjoy the film analysis. adaptation from a Stephen King novel but it deviates quite a bit I don't know I don't know much about the book all I know is Stephen King apparently didn't like the movie which uh, I don't know man it's pretty good uh, what is his beef? <laughs> uh, like just it. that the like he definitely changed the plot I mean we will get into it later but the ending is actually different I do know yeah. that much at least I just actually wrote the book yeah yeah I, I mean I forgot I, that part yeah um, okay, right. so I have a <laughs> right. quick plot synopsis. I try. I, it'll take like a couple That's of minutes, but it's a good, thorough plot synopsis. And this is just for anybody who hasn't seen it or has seen it, but it's been a while. Um, although, if you haven't seen it, I really suggest watching it first because it's really good. Yeah. It's intense. We have to have like take a day, like eat some edibles. And- <laughs> watch the shining. Dead ass, bro. Watch the shining. Yeah, because the that shit. We would set it's a two and a half hour movie. It's very good. We, yeah, we it's were set up yeah. when we did. I love Jack. I love Jack Nicholson's actor. Yeah, bro. He we, really could be scary. We had scary. like two, three yeah. sandwiches mm-hmm. made. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh... Okay, so uh, yeah, here's like a quick plot synopsis. So we're all caught up. Um, Jack Jack Torrance arrives at the remote Overlook Hotel in the Rocky Mountains to be interviewed for a position of winter caretaker. The hotel, which opened in 1909, was built on the site of a Native American burial ground. It's never good. Closes during the... uh, It's closed uh, when it snows in the winter. Um, The manager warns Jack that the previous caretaker, who had the same position as him, murdered his family and killed himself when they were in the hotel. Um, Jack is nevertheless impressed with the hotel and uh, gets the job. At the same time in Boulder, Jack's son... um, Danny has a premonition about the hotel already when he's just at home. Um, then a psychiatrist shows up and Jack or Danny's mom, Wendy, uh, talks to the psychiatrist about Danny and the fact that he's developed a new imaginary friend named Tony, who he talks with his in- index finger. Um, the movie skips through time, and I believe that's the cut that says like Tuesday. Super yeah. dramatic. Um, but the family shows up at the hotel and they're introduced to the head chef, Dick Halloran, and he surprises Danny by communicating to him telepathically. So this is the first time that there's like a strong connection um, with some of the more like supernatural aspects of the movie. Um, Halloran explains to Danny that he and his grandmother share this telepathic ability that he calls the shining. Halloran tells Danny that the hotel has a shine of its own and its own memories. He also tells Danny to stay away from room 237. He doesn't. <laughs> right. A month passes. While Jack uh, Jack's writing goes nowhere, he's been working on a novel, 
Danny and Wendy explore the hotel's hedge maze, and Halloran goes to Florida. So the chef leaves. Danny is frightening visions while Jack becomes prone to violent outbursts as his mental health deteriorates. Danny's curiosity about room 237 overcomes him when he sees the room's door wide open. Later, Wendy finds Jack screaming during a nightmare while asleep at his typewriter. After she awakens him, Jack says he dreamed that he killed her and Danny. Danny arrives, visibly traumatized and bruised. Wendy accuses Jack of abusing him, which Jack denies. Um, Jack wanders into the hotel's gold room and meets a ghostly bartender named Lloyd, to whom he complains about his marriage. Wendy tells Jack that Danny told her a crazy woman in room 237 attempted to strangle him. When Jack goes to investigate the room, he uh, encounters a dead woman's ghost, but tells Wendy he saw nothing. Jack returns to the gold room, and it's now filled with ghosts. He then meets Delbert Grady, the previous caretaker of the hotel, and he tells him that Danny is using his talent to try to reach someone outside of the hotel and that he needs to correct his wife and child, saying that he needs to murder them. Uh, after telepathically sensing Danny's fear, Halloran flies back to Colorado. Danny calls out Red Rum and goes into another trance, referring to himself as Tony. Yeah, he's like Tony almost for the rest of the movie. Um, Wendy discovers that Jack has been typing pages filled with the phrase, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. She begs a psychotic Jack to leave the hotel with Danny, but he threatens her. Wendy knocks him unconscious with a baseball bat and locks him in the kitchen pantry, but she and Danny are both trapped as Jack has disabled the hotel's two-way radio and snowcap. Jack converses through the pantry door with Grady, who unlocks the door, freeing him. It's just like the most supernatural part of the whole movie. Like, the ghost just straight up lets him out. Uh, Danny continues chanting and drawing the word red rum. When Wendy sees the word reversed in the uh, bedroom mirror, the word is revealed to be murder. Instantly, Jack hacks through the quarter's main door with an axe. Wendy sends Danny through the window, but cannot get herself out. Jack breaks through the door, he, uh, retreats, at, but retreats after Wendy slashes his hand with a knife. Hearing Halloran arrive in the snowcat, Jack ambushes and murders him in the lobby, then pursues Danny into the hedge maze. Wendy runs through the hotel looking for Danny, encountering ghosts, a cascade of blood that Danny envisioned in Boulder, and Halloran's corpse. Uh, Danny lays a false trap to mislead Jack and hides in a snowdrift. After tricking Jack, Danny escapes from the maze and reunites with Wendy. They leave in Halloran's snowcat while Jack freezes to death after losing Danny's trail. At the end of the film, the viewer is shown one last shot of the hotel's interior. In a photograph in the hotel hallway, Jack is pictured standing amid a crowd from July 4th, 1921. Considering the first scene with Jack, it would seem as if he's been inside the hotel all along. So, that is pretty much the whole plot of the movie with uh, all the little details. Um, so, I've written 15 questions that are good kind of like open-ended points of discussion. And we can just kind of like go through them. Um, so the first one is now that you've seen the whole movie, what's going on in the first scene? Because the first scene is, uh, it kind of stands out to me because you see Jack talking to the owner of the hotel and he's kind of like they're meeting for him to like sign the contract to do the job. Yeah. And uh, you commented, one of you guys commented on it when we were watching it, but already in the first scene, he seems completely crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was saying, like, he don't seem normal yeah. already. Which, my understanding is that's a pretty big difference from the book. I guess in the book, it's way more like he is actually, like, a pretty decent guy. Yeah. And, and then, like, really loses it. But in the movie, which we should focus on that, um, Jack seems like he might already be crazy. No, he's definitely yeah. already crazy. And I don't, and, and I think it's not even just like he's already like 
nuts, but he's already like a walk in the line. unstable. He's just an unstable person. Like he he's, a, he's abusive. You know, yeah, he had, like, he had a burst, outburst. And she already pain. talked to him that way. Or sorry for the listeners, the the wife Wendy already like we were all talking about how like when she talks to Jack versus the scenes with Jack, she's very robotic and like not super lively when she's speaking she's just like she's acting yeah she's very much acting she's like a puppet and then uh because you can see like she fears him and then in the scenes with her son she's like warm and like motherly and you know all that jazz but then uh i think like in that first scene like you can just tell that he's already unstable about it. I mean, I will get more into it as we talk, but, like, as you were saying the synopsis, it gave me a whole other theory as I was, like, listening. But, yeah, it's a... Um, I also, I don't know if this... I think... I noticed this when I was watching the film for the second time. Jack is never really shown away from the hotel. The furthest he ever gets away is the scene where they're driving to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Because the first scene, he's in it. Then the scene at their house in Boulder, he's not there. Then the next scene is them driving to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that might be more just like Kubrick really being intentional and like yeah. so you just really associate him with the hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't There's necessarily a, think it plays into any like crazy theory, but you definitely see like Kubrick influence. He does make it like his movie. Like he oh made, absolutely he, he owns the whole story. Yeah, and like when you hear shit like how. The girl's hair was falling out. What, what's the mom's name? Uh, the actor. The character is Wendy. The actress is Sh- her first name is Shelley. Yeah, but she she was really like losing her hair. And, yeah, and he was stressing her out. And yeah, it was fucked up. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you could really feel it. Was really like yeah. trying to make them scared. Yeah, I mean, I think the first scene it could be taken yeah multiple ways, but I think. As I'm thinking about it, I think you got the the job. There's so many theories. Damn, they're just rushing to my head. But no, I don't know. I think he really did get the job and had the interview and stuff. See. But I'm just, like, not clear on the time. In which he did that. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's hard to say. Yes, I kind of agree. It's hard to say when, when exactly the first scene is taking place. Yeah. yeah. Well, because there's really no is, time frame. I mean, because like for they, the first few scenes, there's really not much. Yeah, it's time like frame they do the off. time stamps in this like later and stuff. I just don't know. Which are interesting in their own way. Well, yeah, I mean, and the last scene like makes it weird because it's so, like the picture and that date. It's like I could take. There's two different ways I could take that. I'll get to it. Get this. But yeah. Jack shines too. Just like uh, how Danny had his vision, Jack was like always in the hotel. That's yeah. how I see get, it. Or yeah, like always the, connected to the hotel. The first scene is Jack getting to the hotel for the first time, and then the second scene has Danny having a vision. Of the yeah. Hotel. But um, yeah, I think you said how it sort of. Yeah, it's him being drawn to it. And then, yeah, you were talking about... So, yeah, so... Yes. But I, like, my new theory, though, as he was saying the description, like, not to say that Jack maybe doesn't shine at all, but, like, I think it's less of Jack having a shine himself, but I think 
the house really like attracts people on purpose um, to places, but because uh, or to 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 it on purpose because the whole thing like as he was saying the synopsis like with the other keep like other ga uh, caretaker and stuff it it seemed almost like like when the caretaker like you said that seemed like the most supernatural part when he lets him out of the thing and I'm like mm -hmm. I feel like I was just the house like the house yes like the house has like and has now absorbed the caretaker and the last one fully possessed yeah and now exactly. he's just like at, he's just doing like I think once you're in the house it wears and it them takes, as like a mask yeah it just uses them which would make the group photo at the end maybe that's it the is collection it, it yes. in graveside yeah just you know like, and there was hella foreshadow. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and just, and the thing is, is like, the people who are like shy and sensitive, like Danny and Dick, um, they, I think, like, yeah, they like, could just, that that's what saved them. They could just like sense it. Oh, like, oh, this is a place that like, is otherworldly in the same way like my imaginary friend Tony is otherworldly or in the same way that like cause it it manifested different for Danny and Dick okay. as to how that's they, a perfect segue for you know, question number two which is who or what is Tony so yeah like there's I guess the strictly psychological explanation would be like you know this manifestation that Danny forms to cope with the fact that he's probably like lonely and abused by his dad um, maybe even creates Tony to sort of like absorb the trauma for him. I don't know, not to like go too in, but then of course there's like supernatural aspect. Tony gives him visions, or it's sort of like how he thinks of his shining. I don't know. Because yeah. Dick explains that um, his grandma taught him about the shining. Yeah. But if Danny hasn't had anyone to talk to about it, he might have to like process it in his own way i think I it's like a primitive thing like towards the latter half of the movie like danny or uh tony takes over yeah basically but it's like to protect him he like sends the signal to uh dick mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah and i guess from a psychological standpoint you could almost like split that as in like tony is the side of danny that like I don't know what you would call it, cause like Tony, I don't know if it's just cause the voice he used, like he used to portray him, but like he's like not emotional. You know we, what I'm saying? Related yeah. to so like, like Wilson. So it's like a detached, Castaway. like it's like it's yes, like it's a projection. Survival yeah, thing. yeah, it's like it's like it's like he's a detached version of like Tony's, like more maybe timid personality but like he's just like alright I'm gonna take over and, and, and be the thing that, like, so we could get through this yeah exactly craziness I'm just gonna go through insanity because then I don't know I try to think about it then like okay so what does that mean what does that mean about the nature of the shining if like you know like this dude's grandma taught it to him or taught it about that is question him, number like, three what is the shining and who can shine because that they kind of push that uh, in the next major scene which is when they first get to the hotel and Danny has the encounter with Dick where he asks him like you want some ice cream 
like, and he is able to yeah. talk to him telepathically while having a conversation with someone else. And then uh, he pulls him aside and kind of explains the shining to him. And that's when he says that the buildings can shine as well, and that the Overlook Hotel has its own shine. Yeah, and that's what made me believe like that the, the building is just like its shine isn't a good shine, and it doesn't it does the shine is not. Um, because it almost, if it is on the, 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 the burial ground, right? Yes. It could, it could totally be, like, the shine of the people. Absolutely. That, you, could ta- you could take that perspective if those you wanted spirits. to. Or those spirits, like, being like, okay, well, now that you're, you're here doing what you're doing, we're going to take, we're going we gonna to do what we can to, like, you know, kind of uh, get back at you. And it's almost like, if you if we want to go down that that perspective that lands, it's like, all right, you killed all of my people, and I'm gonna make you kill all of your people, and make people kill their own families. Yeah. Like, especially like it seems if it's. I wonder, man. It, it would be nice if you, they gave us like even more background into the last caretaker, because it's like I wonder what his state with his family was before he gave. Yeah, and job. maybe he was drawn to the hotel yeah, as well. Like for this, for similar reasons, maybe he had like you because I think the the hotel exploited um, um, his uh, uh, Jack's guilt about hurting his son the first time, Danny. Or what, I mean, oh yeah, know when he's not, talking to the bartender. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He completely. He's like it was one time, like like he felt guilty in it. You know what I'm saying? And and. A because momentary he was lapse of muscular, lapse of, yeah, yeah. muscular control or whatever the fuck he said, bullshit. But uh, that's when he was completely man, he was, he was yeah. a bro. He was that's in, some a one acting. Yeah, in that he, scene. he was in his fucking like excuse bag for that. Yeah. He reached yeah. so hard that, to get that that phrasing. That, that is when Jack is like the most bro. disgusting. Jack Nicholson really is like. He was scary in it. Yeah. Like, you believe it. I think he for He really became crazy. that dude. Yeah, bro. Like, he was really trying to do damage. Yeah. Hey, bro. The first time I watched this movie, I really was, like, scared the rest of the day. It was on Halloween. I went to my auntie's house. I couldn't focus, bro. I was... It was on Halloween? <laughs> yeah, because it was like... No, you no, it was just, like, the psychological part of it. Like, you could really go crazy from that. Yeah. Like... People been dealing with that to like today. We can run I like, said it hits pandemic. different in the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. it's legit. Like, I'm like I was kind of yeah around like Everyone's late April fits, when I'd really just not been out in like two months. Yeah, yeah it's like a. But but just the the idea that the that that scene where he lets the butler lets him out of the cooler is like part of what like kind of tipped me in that direction. Cause I'm like, man. Like there's, They're all just manifestations yeah, of the house. Of the house. Like the house or the just hotel. swallow yeah, the hotel, I mean, it swallows people. Like it's similar it's it making me it's making me think of Monster House though. But you know, like And poltergeist for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like that type of shit. Like it took it it took people, it swallows them, it keeps them, and then it uses them to destroy themselves. Like which yes. is also like an idea about imperialism and uh, like the inner, like yes. You know when saying? we get to the themes, we yeah. can drive that in because that is the big one. Um, okay, the getting back on track. The next question, number four, is what is the hedge maze model maze scene representing? This it, is like a key a moment of the house, and like the whole time, 
they kind of feuding like Tony and well, Diddy. Yeah, they, like yeah, it, it's two, talking it's back and forth a two lot. things that Sean are like going at it. So like even it, even if it's the house, the, like okay. even if Jack is just an extension of like the house mm-hmm. and it's will to like get after fucking uh, Danny or whatever, like but it, it shows how like they respond to the Sean and how like because Danny ends up figuring it out and like think being able to like think his way through it and Jack just gets lost in it. Yes, he lost, okay. he's lost and in his To race. visually like, frame the scene, like, this is the scene where Wendy and Danny are in the hedge maze outside of the hotel for the first time. Yeah. And it then the scene then cuts to Jack inside and he comes across a model of the maze. Mm-hmm. And as he stares at it, you the film seamlessly cuts to an aerial shot yeah, of the maze. Of it. And it, it's you get this sense that you are Jack looking down at the maze and can see Wendy and Danny like in the middle of it. Yeah. So there's this crazy perspective. The way I interpreted that was like it's partly like because I interpreted the maze as it's where you go to die. Jack's the psyche. brain. Yeah. And I interpreted the the uh, uh, like that scene where he's looking is like rep- like symbolic represent like represent yeah I don't know symbolic of the fact that um they are subject to the consequences of his mind they're sort of trapped in his they're trapped in his, his mind. mind like kind of like that's how I interpret okay. it like they're looking at him like he's looking down and he's like yeah this is like like He's not really seeing them, but it was, the seamless transition was to be like, yeah, but like, this is, this is him, this is their place in his brain, and they were deep in the maze during that scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, they're in, like the, in center. the center. They're in the center. So like, and all his focus ends up being about them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And like, killing them though, but like <laughs> about them. It seems so, like it, super specific. Yeah. Like the the writing, it seems like it's talking about. It's like a metaphor for being in an abusive house. It encapsulates like so sound, much of yeah, the film yeah. just in one yeah. like six and second I think sequence. And then he's like, it's like, all right, now. Uh, 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 that's why I think it's like the scene at the end when he does like when Danny does escape. It's like he got out, yeah. uh, but he but the person who stayed trapped within it was because he got because they're all victims to his own. To, to the state of his brain at the time. Yes. But he doesn't make it out. She stays sane from doing a routine. Yep. Yes, we that we talked about yeah. that. And That's one of the details. Yeah. Like they give you the whole rundown. Like the the owner of the hotel, the guy who runs the hotel, yeah, he, he tells you it's hella foreshadow. It's all foreshadow yeah. about what happens. Like you see you if you don't, it's a list. Like yeah, she check off she keeps list. her routine she and yeah. she's able to like keep a it sense of time and focus. Yeah, and he does the opposite. And she's yeah. taking care of their child, so she has a sense of purpose. He's not yes. doing any of that. He's just trying to write. Yeah. Which he's there's a lot to dissect work, there as well, yeah. But and no, and I, th- I, think, is... I think that's part of yeah, he's caught up in himself the yeah. whole time, which is why I think the maze represents him. Like yes. he, the whole time he's caught up within himself, within the maze of himself, and getting lost. And the thing is He's like searching for, like, 
some type of greatness, you know. But like some some type of adoration or whatever it is, it's weird because it's like, what is his obsession with it? Why do you want? Why are you? Because he's still like this before the before he gets there in a sense. Like yes, he's, he's already like, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna write it's gonna be great and whatever, whatever, and you know, and then from get like, there's never a point where you see him do the work. And he's it's never only, happy. It's yeah, and he's never happy the whole time. It's only her. The, he has weird like little moments of like. I don't even know what you call them, like, not likability even, but just, like, nor- some type of normalcy where it's, like, it's, like, when they first got there and it wasn't, like, weird, and he's, like, I, just, I really like this place, and he's saying it, and even that's kind of weird in retrospect because thinking about the house, but, like, or the hotel, but, you know, he sounded, like, normal, and he wasn't, like, talking to her in any derogatory way. He was just, like, talking to her, mm-hmm. you know. But that's also when they're, like, the most in public. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of ways that they um, really expose Jack as being, like, manipulative, just in the way sure. he acts, depending on, like, who's in the room. For sure. Um, he took, he took no, no time taking liberties with that, what he, what, what he thought was a beautiful woman. Yes, exactly. In bathroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess my take on the maze, uh, and then we can move on to the next question. Two different things came to mind. One was that it's like almost like the hotel is like the conscious mind, and the maze is the subconscious, and it's sort of just this like labyrinth where you can get completely lost, like in your own psyche. Mm-hmm. But then also, it reminded me of dream analysis, like Freudian dream analysis, which there's latent content and manifest content and the hotel is like the manifest yeah. content it's like what you actually see in your dreams like the objects the maze is the latent content it's like what is actually underpinning everything because the hotel is a maze we've talked about this the way the film is shot the way time is tracked the everything the decoration about, yeah like the way the rug is is you know yeah like even the rug, the rug has a like geometric a, yeah. pattern that looks like a maze so i feel like the two are almost indistinguishable. The only difference is that the hotel is more deceptive. The maze is more, like, literal. It is, like, on its face a maze. But the hotel sort of has this, like, window dressing as if it isn't. Yeah, because there's not really, like... You don't get a good grasp of the setting throughout the entire film still. No. Like, even though you're in it, like... You're so disoriented. There's not really a place where, like, oh, yeah, if they turn down that hall, there's a kitchen there. Or if you take... I have no idea where anything is at. It I'm follows just... no... It's like, I know the the kitchen is, like, maybe in the basement, and then there's, like, the one really big room, and then, like, everything else is, like, uh, no, I got nothing. There's a yeah, crazy... Yeah, yeah, the kitchen may be in the basement. That's really all I know, and I don't even know where that door was. No, not like, at all. Like, I don't know how they get And to I've it. now watched it, like, I've seen that movie twice. So yeah. I'm, like, I, I think that's uh, on purpose, though. Um, my next question is about the... The girls, but then also just sort of like the spirits in the ho- in the hotel in general, and it was are the girls benevolent? Which I guess they're they're the what appear to be twin girls that come to Danny throughout the film, and it's alluded to that they're the or no they are they show it that they're the murdered daughters yeah. of the previous caretaker. They warn them, so they, that's like a good like a light thing that's a part of the hotel, like something that's actually good. Like, they were innocent. So it was, like, pure. I think the hotel used him as a mask. Uh, well, they warned... Why would the hotel warn Denny? I don't think they warned him. I think it was a threat. 
Yeah, because they do say like, "Come play with us." Oh, okay. forever. And they're, yeah, they're, they're like, kind stay, of, you stay here forever. Like it's almost like the shining is what protects him from the spirits, kind of. I don't know, because yeah, I I for, I felt like Jack could shine, but after hearing your sort of like reversal on it, and that most of it is more of like the hotel, yeah. like manipulating him. Now I'm thinking he can't, and now I'm thinking it's just Dick and Danny. Yeah, I, for that, I mean that's how I feel because right Danny now, is like least. actively resistant to yeah. some of the spirits but Jack every time the bartender he starts drinking you know yeah. like every time like one of them shows like up he someone who's easily manipulated the, by the, the woman, shining of he instantly, the hotel yeah he's instantly yeah. bought into the allure right exactly he had no willpower at yeah. all he was just like no self-control completely so, and, and I think that's the, the I, that's what I was saying I think I said this too off uh, record but like I think that hotel takes advantage of something subconsciously that the the uh whatever caretaker, whatever position it's trying to fucking murder, I guess, at that point, is it takes uh, advantage of its, like, underlying issues. Because, like, when he's talking to the bartender, he's, like, trying to convince the bartender the whole time that, like, when he abused Danny the one time he ever did. He's like, it was one time, and it was a momentary lapse of muscular power control, whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck he used. But, like... Two seconds. Yeah, right. A second, a second. He says it twice. Uh, so fucking good. And you're right. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, the acting is so good. It's crazy. Yeah. But like that shit is is interesting to me. Like I'm like okay, so like you're trying to, and then and then the thing is he projects like all his frustrations out on his family. Like you're the reason I can't write. You're the reason I can't do this. Yes. You're the reason I can't. It's like okay. But, like, I think the whole time it's just the house, like, doing all... Because you can tell... It's almost as if, like, in the beginning, you can tell he's, um... Yeah, the door is loose on the handles, and then he gets unhinged. But, like, it's, yes. like, the difference He's, is, like, 51% same. It's like the, yeah, it's, like, the difference is, is, like, he's got, like, almost, like, pent-up frustrations and resentments oh, yes. towards his family. And well, then they that- all come out via the house being like I'm gonna exploit that and I'm gonna have you kill your family and yourself and you know but luckily it's like oh this is a family that has a shiner yes so you know and then the it's interesting well, though, the, I, I the hotel what... seems to not like that Danny can shine because yeah. when with the scene we're in the bathroom with Jack and uh, Delbert Grady he specifically says like your son's trying to contact somebody like yeah. he brings it to his attention that his son is using the shining. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and then and then I, I wonder what, like how and why Dick's been there for as long as he has as a shiner as well. I, right, he has issues with things about the hotel, even though he says he doesn't. But That's like, a yeah. very interesting question. I'm like, why? He might be there to to look for people like Danny, trying to save people, trying to help people. Maybe. But I wonder what, like, why wouldn't the hotel, I mean, I mean, the hotel got him this time, but, like, you wouldn't think the hotel would be trying to have got him before, and he went out kind of, kind of fairly easy this time. The relationship between Dick and Danny, it kind of reminds me of Catcher in the Rye in a weird way, in the sense that it's like, he's trying to preserve Danny's innocence. Yeah. That's kind of how I interpret it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if you're looking at it more, like, symbolically. Oh, and you know what's also interesting? Maybe... Maybe in a weird way, I don't know. This is a this might be a reach. This is probably a reach, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like, uh, 
if you take like the imperialist approach again, it's like they're on a house full of Native American Native American graves, but like the two, arguably the two most, you know, uh, uh, oppressed groups in America, via the at least at the construction of America were the Native American people and black people. Yeah, and Dick works for the hotel. And Dick works for the hotel. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, it could almost be like, because Dick seems mainly concerned with just Danny. Yes, so, I would agree. So his, so it could be he was like, I'm going to try to save you because you're a shiner, so you like, you, you a different type of, you a different type of white person, <laughs> low key. But like, yeah, no, I can definitely maybe yeah. the hotels just after like we go get all of these like I mean, racist because because Jack they, is the epitome no, of the like, like gross patriarchal think, think about it this yeah. now. Think about this now. Why is the previous caretaker? Think about like how it's he's British. The previous he caretaker is. is British. It is a British. And it comes, it is a bro, British if you think about British, in, like how we came over to America. Killed Colin, the British and first. And the, oh. Killed the, bro. I think he's going after the, the Americans. Americans. He killed, okay. Yeah. The, the Native Americans, it's almost like Native Americans went and got the the British and then got. Oh, I like that. I like that interpretation. That's a lot. kind of a crazy <laughs> It's like a revenge right? story, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a revenge story. Yeah. I kind of like that too. I might run with that. Um, <laughs> do it. It's kind of tight. Okay, I mean that's, that's we viable. we touched on some of this, but we can uh, go back over it more. Uh, number six was what is the gold room? Is Jack actually drinking, and who is Lloyd? But we kind of touched into this. It's like maybe it's a, a spirit, and the fact that he's drinking is just a sign that he is like um, being captivated by the yeah. glamour of he's the spirits. More like more he's starting to like really yeah. be. I mean, it, even to revert back to the first scene, like you were saying. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe that first scene wasn't real, and maybe the whole hotel thing is like that whole staff is just dead maybe it's a ghost hotel mm-hmm. yeah. and, and he just he there he, is a shot towards the end when wendy sees like the room full of skeletons that that's what i'm saying can, yeah can that's why that's what makes me think it of it way. because it's like oh shit well maybe they already got revenge on everyone and they're just continuing and they attract people like specifically the shining will send a message you know to because maybe because I'm not saying Jack doesn't shine. I'm just saying I don't think he actively shines in any way. I think maybe it could be repressed. He's he's just he's yeah. just shine sensitive, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Like and so he could reach. They could they reached him. Said all right, got you. We're gonna get, get his ass. And then yeah, but I think that's I, man. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Like in that imperialist lens, it's kind of like making it like the butler was British, then Jack. Then the idea of, uh, 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 like, it being on a Native American burial ground and, like, yeah, all those people being dead in that ballroom, like. Well, and yeah, when we get to, uh, we can hit that later, but, yeah, uh, we talked about that. The photograph at the end is even on the 4th of July. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so, yeah, this here's another good big question. Uh, what is room 237 and what was in it? So, like, literally what's shown to the viewer is Jack goes in there. It's like an empty hotel room, but there's a light on in the bathroom. And he goes into the bathroom, and there's a nude woman who's, like, probably definitely younger than Jack. Mm -hmm. And he starts kissing her. And then as he's kissing her, um, the camera, like, closes in really tight on his face. And then he gets uncomfortable, stops kissing, backs away, and notices that he's been making out with, like, a dead old woman. 
So and she starts to laugh. You know me, I'm instantly like that's like super Oedipal Freudian. Uh-huh. Like it's like his mom. There's so much to dissect. <laughs> There's so much to dissect there, Man. obviously. But <laughs> oh God. I mean, go ahead. I, uh, well, I, yeah, yeah, I guess from that my, one's harder for me to dissect. I don't. I'm not sure about that scene still. I don't know what it means. My interpretation of the scene, I guess, like a psychoanalytic one, would be that Danny and Jack both went into room 237, and they were both hurt or like very negatively affected by what happened to them in room 237. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's two ways to interpret that. It would either be that maybe Jack's mom was abusive to Jack, like sexually, and maybe also sexually abused Danny. That's a pretty dark interpretation. But I get another one might be that it kind of reflects the cycle of abuse, like Jack's mom abused him, so then he abused Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say. I also think maybe viewing it from the perspective of like the specters of the house, it's like the scene where he realizes that it's all a facade that like the house is really trying to trick him because it goes from him making out with this naked woman to her being like dead. And it's like when he crosses over into being like controlled by the house. I think there's a way to interpret the scene because he's never the same again. Well, and he de- well he doesn't admit it. He doesn't even admit that it happened. Weird. That's why to me I'm like, oh, this is like repressed sexual trauma because he doesn't even admit that it happened. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I could see what you're saying. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. And I then mean, yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But then it's also worth noting that that's like bookended on the scene where right before that you don't you know Danny got was hurt, but you don't know who did it. Yeah, and he says it's a woman though. Yeah, he does later say it's a woman, but... But but I was like, I was wondering about that. I was like, was that the house trying to kill him to get him out the picture early? There's a lot lot to that. But then also I was like, why did it not succeed? Like, did Tony step in or did it just like, was it just scaring him? I think for it to succeed, it has to completely like captivate you. Like the way Jack, like mm -hmm. he drank... And he made out with the woman. Mm-hmm. He was, like, falling for it. But I think Danny probably didn't because of the shining. Tony. Yeah. Or, yeah, because of Tony. Like, Tony yeah. protected him. So I think that maybe, like... Because Tony it, warned him when the... Because, see, that's the other reason why I don't think that the, the twins were, like, good. Because he, Tony warned him. He was like, he was like, hey, no, they're not real. That's true. Okay, yeah. He was yeah. trying to tell him. Yeah, like, okay. So, not, yeah, the girls are definitely not. He was, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, they're not real. Don't worry. Like, it's okay. Because okay. he's, like, scared as fuck. He's like, oh, shit. Oh shit! And they, they, it keeps flashing to them being dead, and he's like, "It's yes. not real." He's like, "It's not real, Tony. Don't." It's not, or it's it's, it's not real. Although not real, he says it's not real, however, it is real. He's seeing a yeah. vision of something that really he's did happen. Real. Right, but he's just—he's letting him know it's not happening, because he's think because because I'm sure Danny is like thinking this is happening in the moment. Like, when he saw it, because he's seeing those girls in the moment, and then he's just seeing them dead, and then it's yes. them again, and they're dead, and then yeah. it's them again. He's like, what the fuck? But, like, the uh, the other shit, like, he didn't know. Yeah, he just didn't, because he didn't know the story. He just got, like, Tony, like, warned him about bad shit. Yes, he doesn't the, know actually what happened. He the only person who silly. really knows is Jack. And Jack Tony. is told... Yes, and Tony. Yeah, Tony seems to know somehow. Jack, Tony, Dick. Oh, yeah, Dick also. Yeah. They the most woke. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so number eight is why does Jack slash the Overlook not want people to leave? I guess feeding into the theory that the house is just trying to like kill people. Um, that is a good explanation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, shit, I think it's just trying to get revenge, man, on the white man. And <laughs> it said, yeah. hey, man. But <laughs> I think... Dunsky's for y'all. There's another good way. It's just like Jack, an extension of Jack being like the controlling, overly, like, patriarchal father, like, trying to have, like, control. When did work. abolition happen? When did what? Abolition. Uh, of slavery? No, oh, sorry, not. <laughs> uh, no, um... Of, like, alcohol? Yes. Oh, yeah. This does take place during Prohibition. Yeah. Prohibition. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The photograph at the end That's is saying. set during the Prohibition era. Yeah. Yes. He was drinking. Yeah, there's definitely some... I was thinking about that. There's definitely That's something was, with alcohol after, in there, for after, sure. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Prohibition. There you go. Prohibition alcohol. I was like, hmm. What does that say? Because then, you know, like... Uh, then there's, like, the stereotype... In the the like high alcohol statistics of Native Americans who are still that's, present today. That's another colonial colonialism point. Yeah, like I don't know. Fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> all the Low Europeans. Key. But let me visit y'all country again. Opened up yeah. airports to Americans. <laughs> oh, now y'all don't want us. No, because um, we fucking suck. Corona. Yeah. COVID nineteen, yeah. nigga. Okay, uh, number nine. I get it. What, okay, what does the conversation with Dobert Grady tell us about Jack and the Overlook? So, yeah, that's a pretty pivotal scene. Wait, say that again? Uh, oh, the one is the previous yeah. caretaker? Yeah, the scene that's in the red bathroom. Okay. Like, just Which sort is of interesting. Dive, I thought the yeah, red bathroom was that. very purposeful. The red, it being all red. Oh, for sure. I think that was partly just the the mood for blood and shit yeah. like that. There's like, a lot of like use of red. And just to be energetic. Just to, yeah, bloodless. Just yeah. Because, like, you know, red is just that energetic color. It just gets you, like, hype. So it's like... There's lots of, like... Red and blue, red and white in the <laughs> film. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's the scene where the Delbert Grady talks to Jack and he has the monologue where he kind of says like, I've always been the butler. You've yeah. always been the caretaker. Yeah. He's like really starting to like mess Become with Jack's house, head. Yeah. And he's really starting to kind of like forget who he is in a way. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely starts having identity issues. Because like, he, right he even... He says, like, oh, I'm not the caretaker, but then, like, a couple sentences later says, like, oh, yeah, I killed my wife and my daughters, which we know was the previous caretaker. Yeah. But and he's, like, simultaneously yeah. denying that he's that man while also, yeah. like, talking in, about in, in his own phraseology, he said, I had to correct them. Yes. We should, like, remake or do, like, the skit where it's, like, pandemic times and it, we just show a person going crazy. Like, in the quarantine that's yeah. what I was saying yeah. I, like, yeah. I had been going crazy yeah. we just show the first day in quarantine to now yeah <laughs> and, but it jumped shoot it like the shining and shit like mm -hmm. that and you really lose it you should just start eating cold pizza rolls <laughs> <laughs> you're just like oh fuck the breaking point <laughs> well yeah I, I was thinking about that all the food Dude, they had two, to eat was like canned food, food eggs, canned corn Tuesday everything I mean it was hella shit in there it was meats and shit <laughs> they like could've cooked Okay, um... Two ducks. Number 10 is, what is the nature of Danny and Dick's bond? We glossed over this, but yeah, I feel like it's sort of like, there's an aspect there where I feel like he's trying to preserve Danny's innocence. I also feel like, I don't know, part of me 
if it's a uh, about like Danny coping with his abuse, then maybe yeah. like Dick was also abused, and he can sort of like see like, he oh, relates. you got a shitty dad. I, you know, I don't I know. I went through the same, yeah. something similar, yeah. And that's when I think about it in the sense of like, he probably was still treated pretty shitty. Oh, like, oh, Dick, hotel? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked people, to people because I mean it showed people fucked with him, like treated him well and all that. But like at the same time, that's cat. Yeah, like it was when and he was what? Yeah. Like I don't know. Like he had a yeah. nice little condo in Miami. I ain't gonna front. He was the only. <laughs> that's true. Black yeah. But hey, Miami. That was, was a beautiful house too. Right, but hey, Miami's a diverse place. Miami, you know, had in the in the eighties. Was it? Or is yeah, it's like 1980. Okay, in the 80s, you know. Was, Scarface was there. Scarface was there. That's all I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, so, you kicking. know, you could do that. But, I don't know. Anyways. I think, yeah, their connection was, like, very clearly, like, the fact that they both shined. But then, like... I'm not trying the, to say I shine and nobody else shines. Like, <laughs> that was too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But, like... I think partly the connection could just be the fact that I think he was he was probably mistreated. Like if it yeah, if it if it really is shot it's through like suffering. that type of uh, lens of imperialism and stuff, just like yeah, like the he's the black character. It's almost like okay, let's have like three representations of this. Like you have two of America's most majorly oppressed groups, and then you have a child, and it's like children. Are, like that's the that's the person you're trying to save that's yes. like what we're like we got like it's gotta save children baby we'll take for children like that's the most important part and Danny's like the most important character in that aspect like he's the one who's like Dick is trying to save he's the one that the house is trying to like scare and get rid of in a mm-hmm. lot of ways and Wendy's role is really more the protector of and I mean not even I mean, yeah, she gets yes she gets him out, the, she gets him out even, of the hotel and she she's, does, is behind yeah, she, her main role is a protector and almost like I don't know maybe I guess we should just like is there a question about Wendy here oh yeah okay I guess I say we probably should die. I feel like I, ha- I don't dissect I haven't dissected her quite enough and that's unfair uh yeah no this the next question is good because it's about the scene where she comes across the typewriter and it says all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy right so the question I just wrote was why did he write that what's your interpretation of that sentence but also just the scene in general because that is sort of where the acting is like peak in my opinion yeah didn't they make didn't they make him type him I think I've heard that that sounds right there's like 300 pages of uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy just over and over and over again what's great is you can see that it was like typed quickly because there's typos yeah. Which is like, there's like such an oh, and, amazing and, and, detail. And you see how, like how, he, did, how he, like, he, did, he did different patterns. Yes, it was like formatted. Like he was actually formats, writing, yeah. it really felt like he was, thought he was writing a script. Yep. It was just saying the same thing over and over. But uh, in that scene, that is where um, the their dialogue, I think, really shows through. Because we were talking about how it always seems like she's acting. And in that scene... It's almost like she's Insane. still trying yeah. to stick to the script, but, but can't contain her fear. Yeah. She's like, 
say she's talking to him like he's being unreasonable. Right. And not crazy. And not like absolutely on the verge of murdering her at mm-hmm. any moment. And their dialogue is so haunting because yeah, it it's sort of just like uh the type of exchange you would hear between a couple if they were having a mild fight. Yeah. But Jack's coming. She's holding a bat. She's she hits him in the head? Yeah, at the end, uh, when they're at the top of the stairs, she hits him in the head with the bat. Okay, I'm going to be a comment on patriarchy, too, because, like, the, the people who suffer are the chosen and the women for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Hmm. And that scene, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to me that he typed that out and she was doing the work. Yes. And... He was hardly working at all. Yeah, he didn't do anything. He sat in that room and, like, wrote that. He was <laughs> doing exactly did. what he wanted, but then was telling himself it was, like, work so horrible it was driving him insane. That's mad depressing. Old, it, was yeah. really, <laughs> it was really crazy, though, because you think about it, he was really acting in that scene when, at, at, like, once they get up to the stairs, he's, like, acting like... I'm doing all this, like acting like he's doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. To support the family, to do. She's doing all of his work, yeah, all of his job. <laughs> oh yeah. The he's first doing nothing scene. but sitting in that chair, typing, typing that oh, same sentence. Working no play makes Jack a dual boy. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good question. Like, any time he's typing, is that what he's typing, or is it like did all of that happen in between mm-hmm. uh, scenes? Because I think that scene takes place. Like after he's been to room 237. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, that's what he's been talking about. The whole time? Uh, it's an interesting interpretation. I think it, probably... It, it would start as just like some like writer's block. It's only yeah, the, to get the juices his, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's probably... Ooh, yes, yeah. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, they just to, to get that in, in the like flow. elementary school. Yeah. To be like, all right, just keep writing. Just to get into the habit of writing. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, even like, if you can't think of something, write have a space word or something, and just keep writing it, and then keep doing it. And then when you think of something again, start writing. Yeah, that's it. Could be, but yeah. Um. Okay. The next question is also about Wendy. Um. What exactly did Wendy see when watching the man in the bear suit? This is like a moment of the movie that usually gets forgotten, but I think there's a lot to look at. I think it was. She's like, like walking. She's like running through the hotel afraid that Jack is going to pursue her. She doesn't know where Jack is. And she runs past a room that the door is open and there's a man in a bear suit seemingly performing fellatio on another man. I think maybe it's her trauma. Her trauma? Yeah, something she's seen. I think that's definitely possible. One thing I was saying is that like... Everyone's seen different shit in the house. Yeah, in that scene, she's like running through the house and sees like all of these different visions. And she sees the man in the bear suit. She sees a room full of skeletons. And then she also finds Dick's dead body. And I want to say that the... And oh, the elevator opens up and all the blood comes out. It finally happens in that scene, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So what's interesting about that to me is that one of those things we know is real. But it was shown in a sequence of images that are questionable. Questionable. <laughs> so it kind of puts them all, makes them all questionable, or just shows her so inability to discern real? from reality and the projections. You know. So is Dick even real? Yeah. What if? What if the? Oh man! Yeah. But we. I think Dick is real because we're specifically shown like 
what are almost he like has filler movie. scenes where yeah. it's like him on the phone with someone else. He's in Miami. Yeah, exactly. There's a scene with him in Miami. Like there's a scene with him he's where he's renting the, the snowmobile. Where he's on the plane ordering stuff from, the, or asking how long it's going to take for yeah. him to land. But, see, I think... Which I think that was in it, it could to build be, suspense. See, one of... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what the bear and the fellatio represent. Like, I'm really curious as to, like, why specifically it was a bear. Was like if, a that's dog, like a, if that's, like, a political... Or maybe a dog, whatever it was. Was it a dog or a bear? Do we know? I think it was a bear. It was a dog. I think in my... I think... It had, a, like, a, a eye or, like, a black eye. I think it's a bear. Let's Google it. Okay. I think um, while I'm Googling but, it, I was going to say... Um, the thing is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to start going on my uh, interpretation of it, so finish what uh, you I was going to say, I don't know about that, but maybe, see, that part of the house is, like, game, it's a ruse, is that, it's a what? It's a bear suit. Or it's a bear suit, okay. But, like, what part of the house is, like, ruse and game could be the fact that, like, after a while, like, Danny can see... Uh, uh, things because he's he has a shine. Dick has a shine. He can see things and understand things. Jack is being manipulated at baseline by the house, which has a shine. But I think it's manipulating his mind and using his own mind against him. Yes. Like you said, it could be like that. Could be some Freudian shit with lighting the bathroom. It could be like his like sexual abuse or trauma what he experienced does or, but it's like pulling out the worst thing like the most damaging yes. things in his psyche yeah. and just like tormenting him right yeah. exactly and then like but like when it's at peak when he's at peak when it's unhinged it's almost like how it is in real life but more metaphorical I guess for the movie you can see it so so could she once she could finally yes. admit to herself that yes. he was crazy, she could see the same oh, shit. She was like, yes. oh, fuck, he's nuts. Oh, fuck, this is his brain. Like, well, the, yes, the house yes. is his brain That's now. what I was going to say. Like, oh, damn, uh, I see it now. Yeah, I was going to say that I feel like um, that scene is like, yeah, her getting a glimpse into his mind. Like, for like one second. She's like starting to process, oh, there is something really wrong with Red Jack. Rum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Red rum. Like you it, see all the blood. I think that's when she finally gets it. Yeah. Also, like Tony is finally right able. She starts seeing. She Tony is finally able to like reach her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. She's like. Been trying he's, to tell he's, you. he's been trying to talk to her. He's like, hey, Danny, not here right now. You got it's you and me, baby. <laughs> it's you and me, baby. What's up? But no, that that scene to Red me rum, nigga. Is, is so interesting. <laughs> Um, okay, what do we got? Um, oh yeah, so what was Dick's role in the plot considering his untimely death? Like, he just gets murdered the second he shows up. Uh, so niggas always, always dying for these white children. I think it was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, they had to give us something to be like, oh damn. You know, there's always that one it's character so that you lose. It's so hopeless. When that happened, the first time it's I was watching trash, the movie, though, I was annoyed. he died just... I, the yeah, first time that happened, the, through the, when the first time that happened when I was watching the movie, I instantly was like, "I was like, Damn. oh, there's no hope. They're all dead. They're not making it." Because yeah. it's like, I but Dick I think gonna save them. I think there's also a way to interpret it as like Danny had to do it himself. Yeah, like you, like Dick wanted to help him, but there, but ultimately Danny has himself. to do it himself. At the end, was yeah. this what it comes down yeah. to? The maze. 
It's that realization. But it's his character to me is like the most fascinating part of the whole film because you see him outside of the hotel. He's clearly an independent character who is not a spirit. Mm-hmm. They like do an intentional job of establishing that. But ultimately, he brings them the snow cat that they get to ride off in at the end. You know, yeah. like he's that's what being a hero is, is like sacrifice though. I learned that from Infamous. He mm-hmm. dies at the end of the second one. Coldcraft dies. Well, there you go. That's a good way to be true. He's yeah. kind of the main protagonist. I think, yeah. I think you said it when we did our like post discussion that in a lot of ways Dick is probably the most like protagonistic character. Yeah, he's like the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's actually his goal is to help Danny. Like it is to like make it pleasant for them. Mm-hmm. And warn them. He's a, yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, you mentioned uh, the maze, which the next question is, what is the maze, and why is it the tool used for uh, to kill Jack? Like, there's this, I mean, we talked about it when we talked about the yeah. maze itself, but I think there's something to be said about the fact that it's, like, specifically Danny, like, walking, out. yeah, exactly, it's like, Danny does it to his dad. I mean, there's the obvious, like, I said, the Oedipal interpretation, like, he kills his dad to save his mom. That's, like, literally the plot. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah. the classic. But I I don't know, because he he covers his tracks, and then that's what tricks Jack into, like, getting stuck in a loop in the maze. That's kind of how I interpreted it, at least. He, like, sends him off on the wrong path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, maybe, like, I don't know. I think there's something to be said about it just sort of breaking, like, a generational trauma like I was talking about with Room 237. Mm-hmm. It's like how we know more, well, not your parents, but I know more about mental health than, like, my dad does. Yes. That type shit. Like, I think I'm better at coping with my trauma. Granted, it's different trauma, but yeah. mm-hmm. I'm more knowledgeable when it comes to that. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's definitely, like, a generational aspect. But, yeah, we already talked about the maze. Yeah, so. and, yeah, but I, I feel that, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you know my interpretation is probably just, like, he fell victim to his own mind, got trapped within it, and, like... Part Absolutely. Of, part of it was, like, via um, being so caught up and obsessed with himself, it was then, like, having, like, an obsessive part of him. Because he was just, like... So it's weird too, cause it's like I don't know. It's really weird, cause some of the things he was saying at the end, he's just being like, "I've gotta stop." Like the same way the last dude was like, "I had to correct my wife and the kids." He's like, "I gotta stop you, cause you guys are stopping me from doing my work." And it's like, what? What work? What? What are you talking yeah. about, bro? Yeah, like, I guess you're actually out of your mind right now. What are you talking about? Is the work do anything like the sort of the, like the what he perceives to be like his societal pressure? Like, like I guess a a feminist way to interpret it would be like, um, what he is like obligated to do through patriarchy. Like what he is like, like him having like he feels burdened by the fact that he yeah, has like to, to take care of these two. Yeah. Yeah. Like he does it very um They they're like nuisances to him. Ungratefully, yeah, and feels yeah. like oppressed by being kind of like forced in that role. I mean he even alludes to uh he even says like something about the white man's burden when he first is when talking he's to drinking, Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. He's drinking Jack Daniels too. I don't know if that has 
Um, okay, so last question, and this was a great way to open it up to just talk about like the general themes, but <laughs> the end of the movie, the final shot is of a photograph of the ballroom, and Jack is in the photograph, and it's from July 4th, 1921. What is it? Why does it end that way? What does it mean? What does it mean? So it was the 80s. So yeah, this is at least like 60 years ago. I think it's supposed to be like long enough back that it's like, he probably wasn't even born yet. Yeah. We talked a, a bit about the importance of the date, like... 1921 and specifically yeah, July 4th. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think we said it earlier, but it's sort of, I guess, a good way to think of the group photo is like a collection of the people that the house has claimed. That's what I was thinking at first. Like, it's just taking these niggas up and being like, Like, because especially when Wendy goes into the barroom and it's all skeletons, I'm like, yeah. is this even, is this hotel running actually? Like does it yeah, that's actually, a good, real, that's does a very it actually good run too. or does it just attract people? Have the like because that's what I was saying. Like maybe that first it's scene like did happen, but it didn't. Like he went there by himself because they didn't go with him. He went there by himself. The, this the, is the, 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 the the hotel made an elaborate vision for him. Yes, but then like everything is an illusion. Not yeah, really. That looks normal. So even Dick would be illusion. Did he meet, meet Dick when he... But he met Dick when he went there with the kid. And I feel like just because we see him Dick outside that. of it, it's but, but so you know hard to... Did he meet Dick the first time? He didn't I don't him. think so. I he think met, the first thing with Dick, Dick until, is when they're doing the grand he got the kid and the wife there. Yeah. So, at that point, like, the house could be doing what it was doing again. You know what I'm saying? Like, putting a, a little mm-hmm. illusion up or whatever. No, it's it's so hard to say. But then it's weird because it's like Dick was talking to the owner and stuff, and it's like, but that's yes, what, in the first but scene. See, but that's what I'm saying. Where it's like, were those people spirits? Yeah, were they? It's spirits? so hard. Yeah, were they spirits. And Dick is cool with this because if if they're like Native American spirits or shit, like embodying, like this is almost on some Black Clover type shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like with the elves. But it's like if it's like that, if they're like embodying and just like controlling these spirits of these like white people for a while to, to attract other desperate white people <laughs> or whatever for revenge and like I said if you interpret it as like you know Native Americans and like uh, African Americans being like brothers in oppression and like in the struggle of trying to attain freedom again in this country and stuff not again but forever I mean again for the Native Americans for the first time for African Americans but and the only other person they're trying to save are only two people. Because Dick's mainly concerned with Danny, the child. But I don't think he's not trying to save the wife, obviously. He's trying to save Wendy, too. But I think, like, the women and the children. Like. Oh, for sure. That's what they're trying to save. That's, that's what he's trying to save. The woman and the child. And then the white man is the enemy. I wonder if... <laughs> like, you absolutely. know what I'm saying? I wonder if... Yeah, he represents, like... Well, like he's the patriarchal. Epi- patriarchal he's, yeah, the epitome he's of, like, racist. white... Yeah, racism. He's, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's all... He's, he's just abusive, and he's... A drunk. And he's a drunk. And I think it's interesting that the only other strong male character is a is a kind black man. 
He's almost the opposite. Of That's Jack. the only other strong male character, and Jack yeah. is and Jack is just in a and he's gentle. He's not violent either. He's not like he he's not a hero in the sense because he, he gets killed right when he walks in, but he's not the hero in the sense where he's like in a he's scrapping with niggas. He right. just he was a kind, he was called gentle, to rise yeah. and he did. Yeah, and even though it cost him his life, yeah, he black went. And then and then the opposite is a fucking vile ass, abusive, drunkard white man who. You know, appears to be the normal blue collar nigga. Yes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he absolutely has like knows what mask to wear, what yeah. persona to evoke around people. Mm-hmm. But there's like nothing. I mean, uh, nothing good <laughs> under the surface. <laughs> so yeah, that makes me think of that. Like maybe uh, uh, it's all representatory of like just a whole state of America of like who the people in trouble are. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Native Americans, black people, women, children, and who the aggressor is. White men. And then, you know, obviously, like, I don't know, that's just one interpretation. Yeah, and the hotel representing just sort of like the entire, like, imperialist capital system framework. Yeah, exactly. In and of itself. Yeah, basically. And they use Jack as a vehicle. To express their and no, and that and that makes it even more because then yeah. it's like it's like that is what capitalism does is it exploits the worst parts it of you consumes, to sell you shit yes <laughs> it exploits like you're ugly buy this face mask you know what I'm saying you look uh, 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 you don't sleep well buy this sleeping pill you don't do the, you know what I'm saying oh, and it creates issues out of things you might already have deep underlying insecurities about that tie- which is what the house did yeah. for him basically and the way that Jack like did consume the alcohol was yep. attracted to the woman in 237 like he's like being it's, it's bought like, into the allure yeah, of capital it's like, like the saying about the devil it's like he doesn't come to you as a fucking red nigga with horns he comes to you as everything you ever wanted yeah. yes exactly <laughs> and so how does he come to him ever as he comes to him as a sexy lady he comes mm-hmm. to... As a bartender? As a bartender, because he wants alcohol. he's been sober for five yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's fucking having withdrawals. Have a drink. Yeah, have a drink. Eat. And then he shows up, like, straight up as the devil on, the on his shoulder yeah. as yeah. the butler. butler. Right, exactly. He shows up and is like, hey, you should kill your family. Yeah, on me. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, just he really said, casually just kind of plants that seed in there. Thanks. Um, okay, so yeah, we just really hammered the imperialism and colonialism, but... Last, just a couple of, like, themes that are in the movie and just kind of talking about the film as a whole. Um, there's obviously the imperialism and colonialism, which we've pretty much yeah, I feel gone like, through the whole... Yeah, I feel like that's a, a fair... I mean, that's a know, really whether, clean read of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's wrong it, or right, I feel like it's all viable. Yes. You can, you can take it that way if you want. Um, Alex, you pointed this out when we were watching it, and I had never noticed this, but Fire and Ice. Oh, uh, there's a scene where, like... Oh, he's looking through the window? Well, yeah, first of all, there's the snow, and it's yeah. what, like, keeps them there. But then also, like, frequently the main room that Jack is in where he goes crazy, there's, like, the huge fireplace that's mm-hmm. on in the scenes when he's, like, the most aggressive. And in the book, <laughs> they burn the hotel down. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's like, if, if you, I'm sure Fire and Ice is actually probably like even more than the book. Um, but that kind of also would easily tie into like life and death and a bunch of high more in general. Just opposites. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because even, yeah, even, even just in with the cinematography of it, how it looks, you know, 
on yes, it's so symmetrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I think the the main theme because fire and ice fits in this, but it's twins, mirrors, and duality. Yes, because yeah, it's like you're the darker part of yourself. There's like two the, sides yeah. of every character. Like Danny is Danny and Tony. Jack um, is obviously like incredibly split. There's scenes with Wendy where he acts completely normal, and then she says one thing wrong, and then he just completely snaps. Yep. High then, and cold. Wendy, we were saying, she acts completely different around Jack than she does around Danny. Um, there's the twin girls. I mean, that one's super obvious. Um, then there's, of course, all the use of mirrors. There's, like, the bar. There's a huge mirror, and Jack is, like, looking at himself the whole time he's at the bar. There's a several scenes that open with just footage of Jack in a mirror, mm-hmm. and then it zooms out, and you realize you were not looking at Jack. Um, Jack's just talking to himself the whole time. I think that's part of it, definitely, is that. Also. But it's also, like, you know, the, the like, good and evil mm-hmm, sides yeah, of it. Yeah, the yin and yang in it, like. Persona and, uh, animals. I don't know. Like, yeah. the young shit. Yeah, no, very yeah. Carl Jung, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, the shadow. The shadow stuff, that's also, yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Shadow it's very much like that type of stuff, because. This is a very union film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, sure. the personas for sure. and masks, like if mm-hmm. the house is wearing the people as masks, and yeah, and he like uh, uh, what, he's he wears real? his public mask, his personal mask, and then she, the wife wears a mask around him, and then yep. went and then takes with it off Danny. with her Dan- yep. Danny. Can be soft with him, and then Danny has his own masks via Tony. Tony, yeah, exactly. And it's like there's a that's it's actually really interesting. There's a lot of there's actually like a lot of very clear duality now. That I think about it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't before, but like they all have that like very clearly and uh, I think the only person who seems to be like straightforward the whole time is Dick yeah I guess Dick is a very constant is a very interesting character but I think he sort of has a dual relationship with Jack fair I feel like it wasn't like delved into that much though no like they didn't really interact that much he just has the like Jack just says what he says about him in the bathroom and then like mm-hmm. he, like they int- get introduced to each other when they first meet but like they don't really interact all that much and then he kills him <laughs> I view their dual relationship as being like through Danny yeah that's fair yeah, yeah. uh well do you have any other thoughts any other crazy theories I think Kubrick had a fucked up life he is a very interesting guy. <laughs> Between that and like Some Clockwork Orange and a few of the like really crazy movies that he's done. I don't know what y'all on, but I think we should get some food. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. Well this was really good. Um, hey, thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. Community Garden, you know what I'm saying? Anybody and everybody who does and who is, Boom. we fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? We, we're looking for like episode suggestions or feedback if you've listened to this um we're probably gonna do a couple other episodes about movies but we're also just gonna talk about some general topics work um, with us right now the quality will uh yeah i ordered a mic but it's on back order because of coronavirus yeah, this is off the ipad right yeah now. <laughs> wear your mask yeah wear your fucking mask sure. the coronavirus is real i'm sorry uh that's about it yeah on the game Basically.